Welcome to the Breezy Babies podcast where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 74, Medications and Breast Milk. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hello, hello, and welcome to flu season. (laughs) If you're listening to this podcast episode when it first released, it is the thick of flu season. We are well into November. Um... And this is just that time of year, right, where there's a lot of sickness bouncing around, especially if you have older kids who go to school or even if your little one goes to daycare. Oh, there's just a lot of sickness going around, mostly because we're not outside as much. We're not getting that good vitamin D into our systems from the sun like we were all summer. And this is a really common time of year where I get questions like, hey, I'm sick. (laughs) I don't feel good. What medications can I take while I am breastfeeding? So that's what this podcast episode is going to be about today. Um, Of course, I got to start by telling you this podcast is never medical advice, okay? And if you do need specific advice for your situation, I completely 100% recommend working straight with an IBCLC. Did you know that I accept a handful of insurances? There is a link on the show notes for this podcast episode where you can click and check to see if you are covered for up to six free consults through your insurance. I work with a company called Lactation Network who does all the billing for me because billing is a huge pain in the butt. Seriously, tried to do my own billing for a little bit and it was awful. (laughs) It took forever, first of all, to fill out all the forms and do all the submission and try and guess the codes that I needed to use. And the reimbursement was little to none. A lot of times they just came back and said, sorry, not covered. Goodbye. (laughs) It was the worst. So I really love working with Lactation Network because they do the billing for me for a handful of insurances that completely cover lactation care. Always makes my day when I see an email come through saying, congrats, so-and-so, you are covered for at least six consults. And um, it's the best because then I can give you specific one-on-one advice because you are my client. You have signed a consent form saying that, yes, I can give you advice. And that's the way that it should work. So uh, there you go. 
And if you're self-pay and it's towards the end of the year and you're like me and you still have some money in your healthcare spending account or your flex spending account, guess what? You can pay for consultations with me with an HSA or an FSA directly on my website, breezybabies.com. I was just telling my husband the other day, okay, we got to stop putting so much money into our FSA, because we are getting to the point where we have uh, money that we have to spend by the end of the year. And uh, yeah, don't want that money to go to waste. (laughs) So if you're in that same situation, this is a great way that you can um, get some consults with me. Now, I may be on maternity leave while you're listening to this. I'll be opening up telehealth consults sooner than I will be opening up in-person consults because that's easier for me to do with a brand new baby. And the cool thing is, is that we can chat securely over secure video anywhere in the world. I have chatted with families that don't even live in the United States. And it's awesome, (laughs) especially because neither one of us have to leave our home. We can get so much done in an hour long consultation. And then you have direct access to me for up to at least two weeks after your consultation to ask any questions that you have. And it's just a lot of fun to be able to meet with you and connect with you and see your face and help you. And it's not just me talking on this podcast to no one. (laughs) So it's always there, breezybabies.com. Again, just watch for those consults to open up if uh, I'm still on maternity leave when you listen to this podcast episode. All right, let's get back to the main topic, medications and breast milk. I want to start by telling you a couple of different options where you can check on different medications to see if they are compatible with breastfeeding. And then after that, I will hop into my top three tips. Um, so that's kind of what we have on the schedule for today. Okay. So there's, there's quite a few, um, apps that you can download on your phone that you can actually look up medications yourself. Um, so here's what they're called. Number one, there's medications and mother's milk app by hell. Number two, Lactmed. Number three, Mommy Meds app. And number four is the Infant Risk um, app. And there's also a number that you can call. And if you're ever super confused, again, you can always check with your IBCLC. (laughs) And I can help you through, or whoever your IBCLC is, they can help you through um, navigating this because it can be a little bit tricky. Because here's the thing. If you ask your doctor your healthcare provider, your pharmacist about a medication, they're probably going to say, oh, it's probably best to not breastfeed while you're taking this. (laughs) That's kind of their go-to answer, I found. But um, you can look up a lot of these medications yourself and do a little bit of digging. So let's break down each one. The Mommy Med app. Let's talk about that one first. So This app, a pro of this one, I would say, is that it's so user-friendly. It's made for 
mommies. It's made for you. So the terms that they use are very straightforward. There's nothing confusing. They use very simple terms that you can understand. Um, and it's made for users like you. The con would be it does have a cost, but it's not that expensive. It's $3.99 per year, and that helps to fund their research on medication. So it goes towards a really good cause. And so that's one option that you can download on your phone for really low cost. Okay, that's called Mommy Med App. Another option, this is the one that I have downloaded on my phone, it's called LactMed. Um, the pro of this one is that at least when I downloaded it, it was completely free. I believe it's still free. <laughs> the con is that it uses big medical terms that can be hard to understand. And I want to kind of break down a medication for you um, a little bit later, and you'll be able to see some of the, the terminology that it uses. Another app that you can download is called Medications and Mother's Milk app by um, Hale. Um, this one also costs money. Um, and well, actually, this one may be free to download. It also can use some bigger terms. It's really made for healthcare providers to use. Um, but that's another option as well. The last one I want to tell you about is Infant Risk. This one both has an app and just a phone number that you can call. So the um, good thing about the app is it has lots of good information on there. But a downside is that, again, it's meant more for healthcare providers and it does cost money. It's $9.99 per year. Um. On the flip side, there is an infant risk hotline that you can call into. And I won't tell you the phone number on this podcast because there's a chance that it could always change in the future. But if you just Google infant um, infant risk hotline, you can look up their phone number. I believe that they're based out of Texas. So the pro to this is that it's totally free to call in. The con is it's not super convenient to, first of all, have to make a phone call <laughs> instead of just look up something really quick on your app. And they also have office hours, so they're not always available. As, as of the time of this recording, their office hours are 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Again, that could always change, including the prices of any of these apps, um, those could completely change over time. But that just helps give you some options of some things that you can download on your phone to help you navigate this whole crazy system of medications and breastfeeding. Okay, so let's take one of them and kind of break it down. I said the one that I use most often in my practice is LactMed. So let's talk about some of the things that you can find on the LactMed app. Let's take the example of Benadryl, okay? So the first thing that they talk about on the app is the summary of use. So you search for the drug name. And so I search for Benadryl it also has like the real true um, name of the drug, which is let's see, diphenhydramine. 
And here's the thing on this app, sometimes they do use really big terms, you know, the like, for example, it'll say um, small occasional doses of diphenhydramine would not be expected to cause any adverse effects in breastfed infants. <laughs> um, it goes on to say that larger doses or using it for a, a long term um, taking Benadryl would cause effects um, that may cause effects in your baby or decrease your milk supply, especially if you are using it. Here's what it says. In combination with a sympathomimetic such as pseudoephedrine or before lactation is well established. (laughs) So you see what I'm talking about? They use some very big terms that for a common person, it could be like, wait, what is that saying? (laughs) You kind of have to break it down a little bit. But basically what it's saying um, is that you would not probably want to use Benadryl in the early days of lactation. You may want to use it after your supply is well established, which is after those first few weeks and even better after those first um, few months of breastfeeding. That's when your um, supply is really well established. So it kind of talks about um, how taking a single dose at the last feed of the day might be better to minimize any side effects. And it talks about how non-sedating is always preferred. So anything that doesn't make you sleepy. Okay. And then moving on, it talks about the drug levels. So it talks about studies and how they gave Benadryl to um, a group of four women Okay. And, and every, you know, every different drug will have a different study and it talks about what they found. Um, they gave a hundred milligrams in an intramuscular dose and they found drug levels in milk were undetectable in two and 42 to a hundred micrograms in two others at one hour after the dose. Five hours after the dose, milk levels were undetectable in two women and 20 to 100 micrograms in two others. So it kind of just gives you an example of some studies that have been done on that medication. Then it goes on to talk about the effects in your baby. It goes on to talk about the effects of lactation. Like, is this going to decrease your supply or not? Um, It also gives some alternate drugs that you can choose. It talks about the drug class, how this is an antihistamine, and then it lists out the references of where they got this information. So that's just kind of a quick example of what you would find um, on some of these apps if you were to look up the medication. So again, who doesn't usually know about medications and effects on breast milk and lactation? Your medical doctor, (laughs) your healthcare provider, even often your pharmacist. I hear it time and time again. Someone goes in for something like a root canal and they say, oh, you should just pump and dump. Or they go in for an appendectomy and and they're instructed to pump and dump for days after surgery. Um, Again, work specifically with an IBCLC to get specific advice for you. But most of the time, it's not necessary to stop breastfeeding or to stop pumping or to stop giving your breast milk. Often the risks of not getting breast milk to your baby, it far outweighs the small risk that those medications pose. 
All right. So let's kind of transition and talk about my top three tips for medication, um, medications and breast milk. So number one, most are fine to take in moderation. Yes, that's right. Most are totally fine, but you don't want to take the largest dose possible. Instead, shoot for the smallest dose possible. Okay. Super easy. Number two, most are fine to take for the shortest amount of time possible. Kind of like it was saying um, for Benadryl when I was reading about that. Um, Try not to take it for long term if possible. Also, you if you have a choice between a medication that is long acting and another one that is short acting, you may want to choose the short acting, at least until you can figure out what it's going to do to your supply. And um, maybe don't start with the long acting right off the bat. That would be a great place to start. Tip number three is that some of the medication is always going to be passed through your breast milk, but most of the time it's small. Now it depends on the medication. There's some that are passed through more than others. It depends on if it's lipid soluble, if it's passed through fat or, you know, it totally depends on the makeup of the medication that you're looking at. And there will be some medications that are for sure a no-no, like do, no, well, we're not going to take this while we're breastfeeding. Nope, this, this one is not an option, but I'm telling you that most are compatible if you follow these top three tips. Again, number one, take it in moderation. Don't go crazy with (laughs) medication. Number two, Um, it's best to take it for the shortest amount of time as possible and also, um, not long acting medication. And then number three, remember that some is always passed through breast milk, but it's usually a small amount. How long does it take to get into your breast milk? You might be asking, well, it depends. It depends on what medication it is. It depends on how it's administered. Is it oral? If so, it's probably going to take a little bit longer. If it's something that is injected into your muscle, then that's going to be probably a little bit faster than oral. If it's something that's injected straight into your vein, then that's going to be an even faster effect. Um, So it totally depends on how it's administered. It also depends on you, on your body, on your metabolism. So there's a lot of different factors that go into it. Again, just remember that you are not alone. You do not have to navigate medications and breast milk all on your own. And you also don't have to just be okay with the answer. Well, um, just wean or pump and dump or, you know, just don't breastfeed during this time. (laughs) A lot of times that's not the right answer for many families. So don't hesitate to work with an IBCLC. Don't hesitate to get a second opinion just because one doctor or pharmacist says that it's not safe. um, That doesn't necessarily mean that 100%. 
So now you have lots of options. You have lots of tools in your tool belt where you can do a little digging yourself, work with a professional like me. And now you're going to feel so confident going forward when you are faced with a decision of a medication while you are feeding your baby. I hope this was so helpful for you. And hey, if it was helpful, why not share this with another mom who is breastfeeding? Chances are she has these same questions as you. You can send this specific episode straight to her. Um, or you can always leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps to um, have other families find and hear this podcast. Or you can take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram post or your Instagram stories. And if you tag me, I would love to share it with my audience as well. Hey, you're the best. You're doing great work. And of course, I'm going to leave you with you are strong. You are smart. You are beautiful. You are a good friend to all. Catch you next week. 